Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that was that crass? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, we Today, we watched uh, the penultimate episode of season five. Yep. Uh, what was it called? Basic Story. Mm-hmm. It's the 12th, 12th episode. And who wrote it? Carol Cole. How do you spell Cole? K-O-L-B. Got it. Uh, you should follow her on Twitter because I, I noticed that earlier yeah, today she, she had tweeted that uh, she hoped uh, her name being mentioned in this episode would get her a lot of followers. So do that, or you don't love community. <laughs> um, thanks to Alex Machina of Slackery.com who did our theme song. Uh, you should definitely go there and check out his shit. You had mentioned on the when we recorded the CFL episode that you were going to be you were going to apologize for being so tired last week, and you have already yawned directly already into yawned. the microphone. I'm sorry. Uh, no, week. last week was especially bad because I, when I got here, uh, certain someone was not prepared. I don't know what you're referring to. Delayed our recording by another good hour, 30 minutes or so. Uh, listen, it only delayed it by another like 20 minutes at most. The rest was, you know, our own delay, uh, action. Anyway, I feel like I'm more on top of this. Uh-huh. I like this episode better anyway. Uh, this was a great episode. Yeah. And I hate that it's a two-parter because I want it right now. Yeah, I want it. We want to. We we want it fast. We want it hard, and we want it now. And number eight. What? Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll later. talk about that. Uh, but what happens in this episode? Andrew? D- overview. Uh, we got the Save Greendale Committee doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, then they find out a insurance appraiser is yep. coming. Yup. Yep. Uh, there's a mild touch of panic, mm-hmm. uh, but but Jeff says we got it. Yeah, Abed doesn't like this. Goes off on his own for a little bit to try and play around with story. Yes, he's throwing down a, a, a story terms, you know, crossing the threshold, mm-hmm. call to adventure, call to adventure, refusal of the call. Yup, he's loving it because he gets to use all these terms. Yep. Uh, and, uh, then we kind of break into, uh, the, the, the real plot, which is that their success at saving Greendale was its downfall. Yes. Cause, because now they're going to sell Greendale <laughs> to the to highest bidder, which is Subway. Yep. Didn't learn their lesson last time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we go into the notes? Yep. Uh, okay. So, uh, Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, th- at the start of this episode, when they they've solved the problem, which is the 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 exorcist has deemed uh, the gym uh, free and clear. Yes. Um, 
and Annie pins a, a star to the to the solve problems board. So mm-hmm. I just want to highlight some of the uh, other problems that have been solved at Greendale. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have renegotiated the fish sticks contract, which is great. Um, there was something with a septic tank. In parentheses, is that thing a septic tank? <laughs> uh, some unclear racial issues going on at, at Greendale. A lot of half stars we saw about that. Did you have any uh, any favorites from this? I didn't write any down. Okay. Well, I do want to mention the Garrett one. There's one that very clearly says Garrett and then a word that I believe is locker. Yeah. Something's going on with Garrett's <laughs> something's locker. Something's going on with Garrett's locker. You know, we we may or may not have saved Garrett. We now need to save Garrett's locker. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so then they're they're all content because they've solved most of Greendale's problems, mm-hmm. which bothers Abed. Um, and then um, Shirley gets real excited because she comments on, on Abed's commenting on on their problem which she enjoys that she's stealing his meta thing mm-hmm. uh and then uh, Ahmed, uh uh he does a sort of high baby voice come on don't mess with me two two voice is what he calls shirley i like that a lot calling shirley two voice because she uh, of her classic uh ability to to go back and forth between the friendly baby voice and the tough uh smash your head in a jukebox voice yep so that's nice um my next note is about the school board coming in do you have anything before that Oh, yes. Okay. What? Okay. How do you not have a note? Oh, my God. I have so many notes. Okay. Uh, I, I really enjoy, so the dean has an announcement, but then he says, I just accidentally pressed this button, but let me take this time to check in. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, how are you guys? Yeah. And everyone, you can hear, like, the masses outside the library saying, in, good. In yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he says, well, I love you. And they all say, we love you, you too, too. Dean. <laughs> That's crazy. That's nice. But I think that's also really, like, that's really weird. Like, just be, knowing what we know about the Dean. Yeah. That has to be known by... <laughs> by the whole school? At least half of the school. <laughs> that's what makes Greendale so magic, is even though it's kind of a toilet, it's accepting of uh, who you are. Very accepting. <laughs> Which what? is a wonderful thing. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I also want to talk about these Hurricane Katrina dogs. Yeah. What do you know about these Hurricane Katrina dogs? Not a lot. Unlike Britta, I did not write a paper about them. Because <laughs> I had never heard of this before. Before this episode? Yeah. Okay. The dogs... Okay, so they make a reference to... Did you look it up? Nope. Okay, so we're just freeballing it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying what I know, which is nothing. Yeah. But I'm also going to say... I'm just trying to suss out... I'm using context clues. Yeah. So they, he says something... Uh, Jeff... And I almost feel like this joke doesn't work. Yeah. Because uh, it's... It's uh, insensitive to dogs. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> They're innocent. Yeah. What? What? What, a, what have they done? No. It's he says like, oh, it's like the Hurricane Katrina dogs that won't let people pet them because of Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, they went through some shit. Yeah. Maybe they don't want to be petted anymore. But that's his point. Is that the Greendale? They've gone through some shit. But I thought he was trying to make the point of saying like, just get over it. That was kind of his thing. Like, Greendale's gone through some shit, but just get over it. Yeah, he's saying get over it, and, and he said... And he's because... comparing it to the plight of a dog that went through a hurricane. Yeah. When did I... you become Mr. <laughs> dog <laughs> Sensitivity? It's a dog! Like, what? You know your dogs. Yeah. You d- Didn't you get your dogs from a rescue situation? Uh, yeah, they're both adopted. One of them was had been abused by his previous owners. And didn't it take some time for him to chill out it did take some time for him to chill out but yeah. ultimately uh it's it's good for him to chill out 
Yeah, but you didn't like the first day you got him. You were like, "Shut the fuck up, dog. Get over it." No, because he's not a human. He's tough. Exactly. Love. So Jeff tough is trying to doesn't work on act on like humans. dogs are you. I don't get. It. I don't like it. What is you <laughs> struck a chord with me? I don't know what's going on in your. Brain I wrote right a paper. He's making us, on this. He's just making a comparison and saying, "Hey, because we're not dogs, we can just say, hey, you know, we can recognize what's going on and get over it.'" Yeah, I don't like it though. I don't. I don't know what's going on in your brain. All right. Beyond that, I also have a note about the Slurpee Soup guy. Okay. Did you not notice? He had an actual plate and an actual bowl. Yeah. Like as if he brought that from home? That's not so strange to me. Like the plate and the bowl. Yeah. That's a little too much for me. Okay. <laughs> so I'm also imagining that Greendale lost... a lot of weird lines today. <laughs> Greendale lost a lot of money in... It used real plates and bowls, and people just took them home. Hmm. That's... I don't... <laughs> that's... Now canon for me. Okay. How do you know this wasn't uh, maybe like a teacher of the school who's got a plate and bowl there? You're right. Well, I'll have to review the tape. <laughs> we we'll review the tape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do, the, do or do not the... How went the day? How went the... No. Went the day went well. Went the day well, sir. Sorry. We're referencing a film we talked about <laughs> off mic. It's from the 40s. It's about, uh, it's Red Dawn set during World War II. Uh, Went the day well with a question mark at the end. <laughs> the school board people, mm-hmm. did they come in before or after the ring incident? They came in before because I have the ring incident written down. Okay, then you go ahead. Um, okay, so my note is just that the school board people show up and it's, I always like to see them. I'm a big fan of those They've characters. been around since season three? I, uh, they might go farther back even. I, I Season 3 is the only time I can confirm that they were definitely around. I feel like there's a, a slight chance that they, they showed up in Season 2. Okay. But I'm not going to confirm or deny. Nor deny. deny. Um, but yeah, the, the, the incompetent school board members are back, and I just think it's always fun to see them. Well, I like their line here. They come in, and they're kind of rousting about the, the dean, and he, he asks, Are you drunk? And the one I have them, that line written down. Yeah, right. Say it. <laughs> uh, good luck proving it before we're not, <laughs> which is the classic uh, shitheads excuse. For <laughs> and the dean has drivers. such a look of consternation on his face, like right. he's right. Yeah, <laughs> he's so right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Annie is having Jeff put roach traps. Uh, I actually have a note before that. Oh, okay. Um, because uh, I have two notes before that. Go fact. for it. Because uh, we next see a scene in the study room. Uh, and this is actually the scene where they find out the insurance appraiser is coming. Oh, sure. Because the school board people just told the dean that. Right. Um, and uh, Abed uh, immediately hatches a classic sitcom-style scheme where he's, he wants to try to play Greendale off as, a, um, as like a renowned school for physics. So the three things he says is he tells uh, Dean to start leading, learning Swedish. Mm-hmm. He asks Hickey if he is in touch with any of his uh, unstable criminal so that he busted back in the day, to which Hickey immediately responds. Like, he thinks for one second, yeah. he's like, eh, five. Yeah. <laughs> he knows the exact number. Uh, and then he tells uh, Annie to, to start uh, building a, uh, a particle collider out of Kleenex boxes uh, before being stopped by uh, Jeff. Um, and then, and then here's where he references all his, the, uh, Joseph Campbell terms. And he, uh, says everything, he has a line where he says, everything is a story. Getting out of bed is a story. So surely this is a story. 
which is uh, definitely a, a very Dan Harmony thing. There's a few instances where he has described the uh, sort of the hero's journey and said, you know, a guy. Uh, I remember the specific example Dan Harmon used once was a guy uh, going to get a soda as a story. So this is very much uh, another instance of uh, Abed speaking kind of as Dan Harmon. Yep. Which, uh, you know, I'm just going to, I'll point that out. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, so the future will know. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and did now, that be- you did that before in the uh, old D&D episode this season. I did. That's what where, I do. Where he was saying how, oh, sequels are hard and I can do it the best. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so just to point, you know, that's there. Okay, wedding ring. Yes. Uh, Jeff is, uh, in the, the Dean's anti-office? What is that called? The, it's not his office, but it's his secretary's office? So the administration office? Uh, what would you call that room you know, before his office? I don't know. It's where his secretary is? Kind of seems to be, like, one of the main landing points. It's where the PA mic is. Yeah. Um... So Jeff is putting a mouse or or roach trap or something behind a desk, finds a ring. Yeah. And the dean says it's his. He lost it in his in the first week or something. Yeah. And that's true. In the very first episode, the dean is wearing a, a wedding ring. That's true? That is 100% true. I didn't know that. There were so many fan theories about what that meant. Huh. And after that first episode, I we never saw the ring again. Yeah. So this is a this is really connected. tying up loose ends here. Yeah, and the dean says that it belonged to his mother. Yeah, and that's why he wore it. There's also a really great line here where Annie says, "Who's the lucky?" And yeah, and she just <laughs> she can't figure out what to say next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, that is a great that is a great moment. Yeah, um, and uh, so this leads into Jeff and Annie talking about like, oh, settling down and blah blah blah. Yeah, and Jeff has a line about something. And he says that'll be that's that'll be the most boring thing to happen here since Britta dated Troy. Yeah, what do you think of that, Jeff? Thinking that that's boring. Uh, I think that was a meta comment on the way the relationship was uh, portrayed in in the the gas leak year. Okay, yeah, because later on they also have a gas leak line. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of jabbing here. Yeah. Jibs and jabs. Yep. Jib, jib jab, jib jib jab squeep squeep. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Harm in town. town. Uh, so then the insurance uh, 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 look looker. What's the, what's the word I'm searching for? Appraiser. Appraiser. But uh, I think what I have here is before that. What do you got? Uh, where Abed shakes the story. I kind of oh, like yeah. this moment. Yeah, where it's a nice moment. Abed, Abed thinks the story is following him, yes. which is literally the camera following him. Yeah. Uh, but it's in his mind, uh, essentially. I, um, okay, I'm sorry. I have, I've got a... Quick update on the uh, first appearances of the uh, school board members. Yes. Uh, so, okay, so there's two of them. There, I, I don't know how to describe them other than there's a, a heavier one and a skinnier one. Well, one's blonde and one's darker haired. Which one's blonde, though? I don't remember. The, the skinnier one. one? No, the heavier one. See, this is why I had to go with the one distinction that I knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, so, wait, the heavier one is blonde? I believe so. And it, well, He's credited as Richie, so I'm going to call yeah. that one Richie, and then uh, there's the other one. Richie, uh, okay, so the other one uh, is not credited as showing up until season three. Richie, however, that actor is in a season two episode, but he's credited as faculty member one, or faculty Ooh. number one, not school board member. Okay. So one of them appeared in uh, season two, then the other one showed up in season three, and it is unclear whether or not he was actually a school board member in the season two episode. Okay. So just uh, so we all know what's going on there. Mm. 
So Abed shakes the story where he says, how do I, or where, like, where can I find a story? Where can I lose a story? Yeah. And he goes, oh, the faculty lounge. And then the camera goes, it cuts to faculty lounge. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Yeah. Cuts back to the hallway and Abed's gone. The camera like pans around and Abed's running away from yeah. the story essentially. And I think that's kind of a funny moment. Yeah, it's great. It, it, it kind of reminded me of a, of a great moment on, on an episode of Malcolm in the Middle actually. Okay. Um, where uh, this was very early on in the show's run, where uh, Malcolm is talking, he's got a crush on this girl, and, he, and he's like, "Oh, she's so beautiful. You know, she always stands out in a crowd. You can always see her right away." And then it just cuts to like a random shot of a bunch of school children where no one has the focus of the camera. <laughs> it was really great. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna talk about the assurance appraiser. Yes, I want to say first, a Fraser is what I wanted to say. Good, Doctor Fraser. Okay, uh, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> The the dean's jacket. Okay. Have we seen him wearing a jacket before? Uh, probably, but not that I can specifically think of. Because this might be the f- first time, and this jacket does not fit him <laughs> or something, <laughs> right? It's I, didn't, like, I didn't notice or, this at all, to be honest. Or is it just the weird thing where, like, we're so used to, or me, I'm so used to seeing the dean in female clothes that having him in a suit. Uh, okay, We've seen excuse him in a me. suit for definite. But like this suit, there's something wrong with this suit. Definitely, I, I can tell you when we've seen him. We saw him in a suit the first episode of season three when he was had the goatee and everything. Well, yeah, but there he was trying to impress. Yeah, I feel like I don't know what's going on here with this suit, but it's like uh, it's like he doesn't belong in it. <laughs> okay. Just the jacket, at least. Okay. I don't know. I, I did not notice this. This jacket just looked too big, and it looked like it was a. It was kind of like one of those things. Like this is you're supposed to see that uh, that he's. I don't know. Like he's out of place. Like oh. he's trying to put on airs. Airs, yeah. Okay. I'm not I'm not saying that the wardrobe fucked up. I'm saying that this was on purpose and it worked for me. Okay. Um Yeah. So now the insurance appraiser yeah. arrives and it's Michael McDonald who uh I remember from my youth enjoying on Mad TV. And I feel like he hasn't been around uh for a while, hmm. but he was in the heat recently and now this seems like he's making a comeback. So good for him. Well, come back to Matt don't, Benson. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> he's, he's making a comeback only in the only in the things Matt that Benson, I watch. Yeah. But it's nice to see. He was a breakout star of Mad TV, and then uh, didn't seem to go anywhere. Unfortunately mm-hmm. for him, you remember him on Mad TV, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played beloved characters like Stewart and the fat guy who wears a tracksuit all the time. Sure, Mad TV wasn't a good show. <laughs> you know. It's hard to be SNL. <laughs> and that just proves it. It's true. Uh, so anyway, he appraises them. It goes well. Do you have any notes about the appraisal process? Uh, no, I figured you'd take some. I mean, I kind of like some of his gags about the, the whole... I his, like him his quoting big... Dante as he walks in. <laughs> yeah, that works a lot. Yeah. But his opening gag is that he walks up and he starts describing what he's going to do there. And yeah. then every time he reaches the end of a sentence, he he says, oh, you might be wondering what a blank is. And yeah. then he describes what that blank is. By like the city's definition. By the of city's what a blank is. very the obscure, city's strange legal... definition. Yeah. Where he at some point dogs are anything that with, with four, four legs, legs and, and a tail. tail. Yeah. Including mice. Mice, bears, raccoons. <laughs> All just different sized dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. Uh so yeah, so then the appraisal goes well. He says the school is actually an asset, uh, and that's when the school board members reveal their scheme to sell the school. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Like, 
because the gang thought the save Greendale committee yeah. thought that if Greendale did not do well, yeah. Greendale was doomed. Yes. That's what they thought. Yeah. But the there's like a it's an irony where Yeah. By by actually making Greendale worthwhile <laughs> to yeah. other people. Yeah. Uh, they've doomed it instead. Yeah. Greendale was fine the way it was. Is there a moral in there? Greendale's the way it is. Are you trying to make the song that Pierce sang in season one? Isn't that the song? Uh, I don't know if that was exactly it. It was something like that. Yeah. Greendale's the way it goes. It was the way it goes. I think it might be the way it goes. I'm not okay. sure. What happened to us? We used to be experts. <laughs> we used to be friends. A long time ago. <laughs> I haven't thought of you lately at all. Check us out next week on Shut Up Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Talking Veronica Mars for those not in the know. <laughs> that was. Um, let's not do that again. <laughs> um, I didn't write this down, but it's the end of the scene. Yeah. I, if you have a note before the end of the scene, I don't want to spoil it. Before the end of the appraisal scene. Before the end of the Dave Matthews scene, essentially. Okay, we'll go with your note. Oh, at the end when um, Starburns reads the room wrong. Yeah. Turns so they've turned on Dave Matthews to celebrate. To celebrate. When the appraisal went well, and then uh, Hickey tells them to tells turn, them it, to turn off it off because he hears because the he, schemes. Yeah, he hears the scheme of selling it to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. Then everyone gets sad because yeah. they realize that Greendale's gonna change a lot if it gets sold. Yeah, uh, which is it's it's funny because privatization in schools is is an actual problem. Yeah, uh, just not the way that it's shown it's here. Portrayed here, yeah. <laughs> here it's to an extreme that doesn't exist at all. But this is an actual problem. Yet. Huh? It doesn't exist at all yet. Yeah, that's true. But, like, it, it, you know, there there are campuses that are, like, Coke campuses and, and Pepsi campuses where you will not find the opposite brand on that campus. Yeah. That's crazy to me. So, anyway, they, uh, Starburns decides to turn back on Dave Matthews. Yes. And then Hickey <laughs> turns to him and says, if, if, if you don't Ew. stop, you're going to hear... Two noises. Two, two noises. Me hitting you twice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also, so uh, that was uh, that was a line from The Breakfast Club brought up in the first episode of Community. Oh. the You know, the original line. It, well, me hitting you and you hitting the floor. Yeah, two, two noises. Me hitting you, you hitting the floor. Which yeah. is, uh, Judd Nelson says it in Breakfast Club. And Abed says it, uh, referencing Judd Nelson in the first episode of Community. Shit. Well, it's Breakfast all... Club is like a community thing now. Yeah. Um. So I just have a note here that just says Subway. Uh, <laughs> I will. Me too. I will Subway returns. About, yeah, Subway. <laughs> I will say about Subway. I'm not a fan of their product. <laughs> I think their sandwiches are gross, and I don't like them. Well, there's a reason why they don't call them. Uh, what, what don't they call them? I don't know what you're getting at. <laughs> no, they they call them bread. They don't call them buns. buns? Well, they shouldn't even call them bread, because aren't they made of yoga mats? What's going on there? Uh, I don't remember the I'm in the zeitgeist. I, don't I know wanna, what's I up. But here's the thing. Here's what I was about to say. Maybe oh. I shouldn't have let off with I don't like Subway. Oh, okay. You're turning but, around. Uh, I, think it's very, I think it's really cool of them to, to allow themselves to be the villain of the show. Yeah, that's something. Uh, and, and, and Dan Harmon talked about this on the commentary for the, the season three episodes when Subway was involved. And he said, yeah, they were really cool. Like They basically just said we could do whatever we want with their name. As long as like we show the logo, you know what's funny, which is uh is is uh, really awesome of Subway. They, I think. You know, so you know what props to Subway. They must they they understand it because there is no such thing as bad press. Yeah, and it's also like no like 
Like, I don't, there's not people aren't watching this and being like, well, this is an outrage that Subway does this thing. Which I think uh, corporations tend to have these, like, weird rules where it's like you can't show the product in any kind of negative light. Hmm. And it's like, well, no, that's not, it doesn't matter. Uh, Subway's smarter than that, and they, they allow community to do its thing. And uh, you know what? Go out and buy a Subway sandwich and then just, like, I don't know, give it to, like, a homeless person or something. You know, I don't um, want to make you eat it, but. But what I do think is interesting. Support them. Throughout this episode, they do not make reference to the last time Subway was on campus. No, except for the fact that the uh, Subway... It's the same guy. ...overlord is back. Yeah. But they don't make reference to, oh, we were here before, yeah. or, oh, we tried this once before, yeah. or, oh, our our corporation person dated... Britta. Britta. Yeah. <laughs> There's well, no reference to well, that. Well, they retconned that so that they... That, 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 that I think they try not to talk about what Subway did with Britta. <laughs> That's true. But what what do you think that's all about? Do you think I mean, why wouldn't they reference that? Uh, well, I mean, what what are you what were you looking for? Um, I I mean, just just uh, because. So let's say they go to Subway. They're like, "Hey, Subway, we want you to have everything at Greendale." Yeah. And then maybe part of the discussion is like, "Oh, we tried this before and it failed. Why should well, we try again?" Well, because we didn't see that discussion. We cut right to Subway already having bought Greendale. Yeah, but it seemed like he was also buttering up. It seemed like the two guys were buttering up the subway guys. That still. is true. Like they were saying, like, "Oh, you're gonna love it. We're so proud of it here, and we hate it." And then he's like, "Wait, why do you hate it?" Yeah. Like it seemed like there was still like a give. Like they like subway could still pull the cord, even though we saw all of subway paraphernalia. Yeah, they up. were moving in. I think that was just him hand, them handing over the keys, basically. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Then we're. In the study room? Yep. What am I next? What am I, what am I next note? Oh, I have a note about Subway, while Subway's moving in. There's a really nice moment where Jared is signing an autograph. Jared from Subway. <laughs> uh-huh. And the human being walks in and sees that he's been replaced. And it's just a real sad moment. Do you think Jared's just going to have to live at Greendale now? At, like, in the same way that the human being does. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of wanders around the school, hands out Valentine Graham and, and the like. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That seemed to be maybe the implication. Uh... So I have a note here, uh, which I mentioned to you in person. The the whole scene where um, Annie is telling the Save Greendale committee to tweet yeah, uh, and all that, uh, that was very much, it felt to me like a, like a in Arrested Development. In season three, the whole Save Our Blues. The Save Our Blues. Oh, yeah. what about the... Because they, they, the, they... What about HBO? Hashtag, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's showtime, he says at one point in Arrested <laughs> Development. Uh, yeah, and the, they mentioned a hashtag, which is hashtag Save Greendale. Uh, yeah, throw out that hashtag, guys. Mm-hmm. Save mm-hmm. Greendale. Six seasons in a movie. Yep. Six inches in a movie was a hashtag I saw, which is reference to a sandwich, not a penis. All right. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, Chang turns on the group. Yes, as soon as it becomes clear that they they can't stop the sale, so Chang uh, rips off his shirt to reveal a, a shirt inside which says "I Heart Subway," uh-huh. which appears homemade. It seems, oh, it's very homemade. And uh, is that puffy Here, paint that I'm spying on there? It looks like puffy paint to it, me. He, he unzipped remember, his jacket. Puffy paint. Well, yeah, I know what it is. It's like a I don't know. I haven't thought about that since my youth. Puffy paint, but here, uh, Chang's Chang's using it on his. No, uh, here's thing. here's what happened. So Chang's already at the school. Yeah, he hears the subway thing coming down. <laughs> he has a white shirt. He says, "Oh God, I gotta I gotta blend in." So he yeah. just makes it, and then he goes, "Oh, the group's gonna see it." So he zips up his jacket, <laughs> yeah. and then he's just waiting for the moment yeah. to decide 
which side am I on? Yeah. <laughs> then he makes that choice and sings the $5 footlong jingle. Yes, as he exits the room triumphantly. Great. Also, uh, Chang maintains his allegiance to Subway throughout the rest of this episode, but at no point do we ever see him conferring with Subway people. <laughs> right? So he's... it's very possible that Chang is only... <laughs> Chang he's is... gone solo. Yeah. <laughs> gone rogue. That uh... Subway is not aware of, of him defe- defecting to them. Um, at this final Save Green Deal Committee uh, meeting, there are a couple of, <coughs> you know, they're, they're trying to come up with ideas. Yeah. And Abed just out of nowhere says buried treasure. Yeah. Which is foreshadowing. Yes. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Um what's the next deal? Okay, so uh Annie and uh who else is with her when she goes to yell at Abed. Subway? Abed. That's right, that makes sense. Uh she she uh she, says, she makes some burn on Subway that involves the word bun. And which uh, white buns, she says, and they say we we don't serve white, and we don't call them buns. Uh, and her her retort is is thanks for making my joke accurate and therefore hilarious, which is a, a phenomenon that happens on Twitter a lot of times. Uh, mm-hmm. I know a lot of celebrities have complained about this. This has happened even to me with my limited number of followers. I'll you'll tweet a joke and someone will say, well, here's why that joke is factually wrong, and it's annoying, and everyone should stop doing it. And I'm glad that community has made fun of this practice. I'm gonna admit that I might have done this to you. I don't know that I don't recall you ever but, doing that. I do have a specific person in mind who I will not call out on air, but uh It was unintentional. Yeah. Uh it was the one where Oh, you was were, it the Malfoy making, thing? Yeah, some Malfoy joke. Yeah, I don't think you were intentionally doing I wasn't that. I wasn't trying to say your joke was wrong. Yeah. I was just I was just trying to enlighten you to when <laughs> when Harry Potter took place in our universe. I because it took place in our universe. <laughs> yes, it did. Just like what there were some other fantasy series where where someone said, No, this is just the past on Earth. Star Wars? No, because that's straight up says that's, a long time ago in a galaxy far, that's far my away. Joke. Anyway, uh, I just subwayed you in that case. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think it was. I didn't say it was a good joke. I want to say it was Lord of the Rings, but Tolkien's dead, so that doesn't make sense. Well, Middle Middle Earth. That's like Norse mythology's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> that's where I landed right there. Okay. I could have gone either way. Uh. Uh. Anyway, there's a uh. I like there's another moment in here that I like where uh it just Abed not letting something go. He says, Wait a minute, you don't call it buns, what do you call it? And they just say bread. And he says, Bread is a substance, what do you call the units? Breads. Which I think is a good point. I like that Abed did not let that go. Mm-hmm. Um Uh so when they get to the Dean's office. Yes. Uh, I have a note right off the bat here, and that if you look at Abed's face, I love how impressed he is. Genuinely impressed with the label maker. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the good. dean has a label maker, and Abed is into well, it. Well, yeah, the dean the dean is trying to say it'll help him save Greendale. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, obviously. Yeah. And so he prints out a, a label that dean. says Bad Dean and sticks on his forehead. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, Annie and Abed ask about painting, or pictures. No, yeah. paintings. Pictures on, on the wall. And then the dean describes them as history. Yes. <laughs> and so the first one is like some protest. We didn't pause it to see what the sign said. It said, end segregation, and it was in 1987. <laughs> Yeah, but what did the bottom of it say? It oh, had I didn't a, see the bottom. It said insegregation, and then it said something like, that's that's the right thing. Or like <laughs> something like... really obvious. Okay. Um, and then there was a picture of, uh, obviously Photoshop picture of the Dean with JFK. Which was to commemorate the beginning of their Photoshopping <laughs> classes. <laughs> and then there was a picture of Russell Borchert. Yeah. Which I'm saying wrong. Borchert, they say it Borchert differently. Borchert loves computers more than women's butts or hooters. Yep. Uh, which is, he's obviously the namesake for Borchert Hall. Yeah. Uh, he was a computer professor, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe the dean was trying to imply it like he was an early computer professor, like one of the first. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah he is famous for apparently having sex with a computer yep. and getting uh, a computer virus from yeah, it and dying from and that dying. computer virus uh, and i love the dean says if he's remembered for that and he was a millionaire and and a uh, genius, genius what am i going to be remembered for as he picks up his dalmatian and like uh, comical fake ice skates yeah, <laughs> from a says, costume i'll clearly. just be that bald dean with glasses <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, Classic. Dean, so so not self-aware. <laughs> and Abed notices that on the picture of Russell Borchert, there's a little engraved plaque that says, the truth is behind here? Is yeah. that what it says? Yes. And uh, the dean says, well, of course I knew that was there. I'm and not then, an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Abed removes the little picture. and to reveal a hole in the wall with yeah. a little parchment in it. And uh, when dean they... says, shocked, it was literal? <laughs> yeah. So they look at the parchment, and we don't see what they see, but their reactions are shocked, yes, surprised, yes, intrigued, yes. Uh, then we go to the study room, which is now empty except for the table mark too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britta is sitting in there listening to music on her vintage iPod Nano. Yep. Uh, Jeff comes in and proposes marriage to her. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah. Uh, there's like a little bit of a lead up, but yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. Yeah. He wants to settle. Which I believe is a, a panic. <laughs> Sorry. <move>. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> settle down. <laughs> Which is a panic move, I believe. <clears throat> yeah. I think... We have um, talked before about how we don't necessarily want to see them hook up again. But I, I, I think because this is a panic move on both their parts, I don't really have a problem with it. Yeah, I don't think it's... I don't think this is bad. Um, and I can definitely see where... Because they were talking about their past flings and stuff no. like that. And uh, I can see where they could get worked up to the point where they want to have sex on that new table. Okay, yeah, because they never had, they haven't had sex on this table yet. Yeah, so two for two, as Britta says. Um, and uh, I can see, you know, you propose marriage to a woman, yeah, it gets her revved up. So yeah. Jeff did the. He, maybe he's just looking for sex. Perhaps. Maybe he wants to finish it. He <laughs> wants to bookend it. Perhaps. Uh, we won't know if it's genuine, uh, because before they even get into it, the doors open again. Yeah. Dean, Annie, and Abed. Thank you very much, C-3PO, is what Jeff could have said. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Uh, So they come barging in. That's what Abed would have said if he had been interrupted. (laughs) Yeah. And these three are just leaping out of their pants. Well, I have a note about them about to have sex. Okay. So there's a line where, where she says, medium roughness, high tempo. And he says, make it a number eight. Now, let me ask you this. Oh. Do you think they have sex combos? Or do you think eight is a is a scale of some kind? Uh, eight would be the scale of tempo, I think. I I, I think eight. I think they have different combos. Yeah, we're we're not necessarily combos, but like you know, if they you know, and I don't know what their examples would be for them specifically, but they have different numbers that are different specific sex acts. <laughs> so it's because he doesn't say because he doesn't make it a number eight <laughs> is his specific wording. Hmm. Which to me sounds more like, you know, oh, number one is if we have sex with hats on. A number two is a uh, slow tempo, heavy roughness. Stop like... embarrassing yourself. <laughs> you started off wrong with hats. What? I said these are just these are just examples to explain my premise here. Uh, so I, I think they have numbers that correspond to different uh, pre predetermined acts for them. That is my belief. That's possible, but it it could also be a scale. Mm-hmm. I just want to uh, you know put that put both possibilities out there. All right, so yeah, the 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 buried treasure group is excited. Dean is shouting 
buried treasure. Yeah, they shut the door and, and close the blinds so that they won't be discovered. But then they're just shouting buried treasure. Yeah, over the and dean over is again. saying we got to keep it a secret. The yeah. buried treasure. Yeah, they're shouting. They're dancing. So it's revealed right outside of their room, behind the subway cutout. Yeah, is Chang. Yes. And uh, he doesn't hear buried treasure. He apparently just hears that, that the dean says they need to have an emergency meeting. Yes. And so he goes, writes, ooh. Emergency meeting. Emergency meeting. And writes down tomato. Writes, writes down <laughs> on his notepad, tomato. Yes. <laughs> he is hiding behind a tomato. Yeah. It's worth noting <laughs> on the cardboard cutout. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's the end of the main thrust of the episode. It is the next, uh, is the tag. The tag. Uh, before we even get into what the tag's about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'd seen this before in Duncan's office. Yeah. If we had, it's delighted me for a second time now. Okay. On Duncan's wall, he has a Rorschach ink blot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it looks like to you, but to me, it looks like a lady. What does that say about you, Andrew? <laughs> and I think to Duncan, it looks like a lady. <laughs> and I, I love not, that, that that's what he puts, that's what Rorschach. he's framed. Huh? I did not notice the Rorschach. Oh, that. man. It's, uh, it looks like hot. a. I'm gonna check this out. <laughs> looks like a lady. I'm just gonna put it that way. Okay. It, it's the kind of lady that Duncan would have on his wall. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Duncan and um, Hickey. Yeah. Are uh, bonding. Yes, they they're talking about how they have never bonded before, even though they've both been teachers at the school for many years. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Hickey finds out that he was stationed uh, where Duncan's family lives. Yeah. Also, my note here is what is what is Hickey's war history? Because we know he fought in Nicaragua. Yeah. Uh, Here's okay. So when would he have been stationed in England? Uh, two. World War Two. Yeah. Well, I looked up Jonathan Banks's age. Okay. He was born in 1947, so I'm going to say he's too young for World War Two. Okay. I'm going to say he's also too young for Korea. Okay. I'm going to say the earliest war that he could have conceivably fought in was Vietnam. Okay. What if what if they make in his character like twenty years older? I think that's believable. You do? Yeah. I don't think so. You know how old you have to be to have fought in World War Two? Oh. As an American? Hmm. We didn't join the war until like what, forty four? Okay. And I mean we had some troops that, like some you could volunteer before that, but let's say let's say earliest or no, let's say latest he joined in forty four. Mm-hmm. Or forty five because he says he lost his virginity there. Yes. So okay. let's say he's seventeen, lying that he's eighteen. Let's say you know what? Let's go even further and say he's sixteen, lying that he's eighteen. Okay. In nineteen forty five. Okay. So that would mean he was born 29. in twenty nine. Okay. Which would make him eighty five. <laughs> you think Jonathan Banks looks eighty five? You think Dan Harmon is just pretending that it's ten years ago? Uh, <laughs> this is not Harry Potter, Andrew. <laughs> this is not set ten years in the past for no oh, reason. Oh man! Um, no, I well, then I you found the flaw. We gotta drop this. We gotta. This is it. Well, I don't. <laughs> well, this is where my lack of knowledge of, of military things happens, because you can be stationed somewhere where you're not actively fighting during peacetime still. But I don't know that we ever had troops stationed in England. Is that right? And I could be totally wrong. Maybe we did. Maybe that was part of the rebuilding thing because they got the shit bombed out of them in World War II in a way, in a way that America did not. It's possible. But also, so was Duncan uh, a, so like a career military man before he became a cop? Because Nicaragua, when You're was that? you Duncan, you mean Hickey. I meant Hickey, yeah. <clears throat> that was 80s. Yeah. So he would have, he uh, presumably would have been in the military, could have, if he, unless he just lost his virginity super late. He would have then been in the military for, what, 30 years? 
No, 20 uh, years. Here's here's what I'm going to tell you about assuming, Nicaragua. If we're assuming that Hickey is the same age as John Nicaragua's Hicks. not military. He was, was CIA. Well, yeah, it was black ops shit. Yeah. Maybe he got out of military, and went lived a bit of a civilian life. He had his sons. Okay, that's when he was a cop? And then they pulled him back in. So, so maybe, yeah, military, maybe he cop, cop, CIA, then... Teacher, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Okay. <laughs> I can get into that now. <laughs> yeah, because that's sort of like... Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I can go for that. Okay. Um, yeah, and then there's a little scare where... Uh, Hickey might be Duncan's father. Yes. And then he says, oh, the lady I had sex with had, a, had, had didn't have a thumb. Yeah. And, and Hickey goes, oh, thank God, both well, thumbs. No, but you, now you mean Duncan, sir. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, but then uh, Duncan reveals that his aunt did have only one thumb. And but then his, they seem to forget that for a second. Yeah. And then he says, you'd really like my cousin. Clive, he's a lot like you. <laughs> and it ends with Duncan sort of inquisitively looking at Hickey. Yeah. Yeah, great episode. Very good. I like that they're given a. I I can recall quite a few this season where Duncan has like awkward tags. Yeah, and I like that because I think that's the kind of guy Duncan is. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of awkward. Like the one where uh, uh, he goes in to see. He he asks the dean like where the Tex-Mex place is. Yeah, and the dean thinks that he's being invited, and then Duncan goes, "Oh no!" And they just they do the back and forth. Yeah, and the one where Duncan calls up a number to try and get more school supplies, perhaps on some kind of Hickey phone line. Yeah, based on what we know about Black Hickey. Ops CIA phone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Duncan, they're giving him some good good work. Yeah, I enjoy it. Good episode. Yep. I cannot wait. Next week for next week, but also sandwiches. I don't want to ever get week. there because you don't want it to end. I don't want the season to end. We're gonna get six seasons. Don't I wish. It, I wish that six you know, seasons. A month ago, they said, "Hey, we and picked up the rest of your season. Here's nine more." Oh, not on the back end. You're yeah. saying? Oh, I would. Ooh, that would have been so good. Yeah, but that's you know, season six is gonna happen. That's what's. That's where we're, it's gonna we, come through. Six. You want? Do you want it to be thirteen or twenty something? I want it to be forty-five episodes. Yeah, you want it to be higher than Comedy Bang Bangs season number. i don't know why you're why you have to shit on comedy bang bang uh, uh, to prop community up that's here. not a shitty yeah shitty. but you're saying you're specifically saying it's got to be higher than comedy bang bang i'm saying you're saying it has to be higher than comedy bang i you said just 45. want as many community episodes as possible Me too. maybe do the charlie sheen slash tyler perry model give them like a hundred episodes more yeah that's crazy yeah how that was that anger management Anger Management, and they did it with a Tyler Perry show, too. Well, I Meet don't want to talk about that. Was called. Just Anger Management. That's okay, on, that on racist. FX or You're rating the Tyler Perry show worse than Anger Management? I'm no, going to say they're I'm just pretty saying, much the same. We've talked about Tyler Perry. Have let's, we? Let's talk about Charlie Sheen. What what channel is that on? That was a FX. Yeah, what's deal. FX doing throwing all their money at that? They got It's Always Sunny. Well, they saw how well it worked with, the, with Tyler Perry show. I don't think that's true. I think FX should throw that kind of money at Community, bring it on over to FXX. <laughs> I don't think they have the authority the yet <laughs> to do that since NBC is so Sony, come on. Involved. Sell Shawnee it. Smith was a regular on that uh, show, which I found out recently. And I which know, show? Uh, Anger Management. Hmm. You know who Shawnee Smith is? Nope. She was in a bunch of, like, uh, I only know her because she's in, like, a bunch of different, uh, like, one-episode appearances on shows in the 90s. Okay. She was on an X-Files. She was on The Stand. She was a... Uh, all kinds of stuff. Plugs. But anyway, she was also in the Saw movies, so maybe that's where our, our listeners might know her from. It's just weird. It's, you know, I, I know her as a, as a one-episode uh, guest star on the 90s all the time, 
And uh, I didn't realize she was a regular on a thing for a while. It was just a moment of revelation I had that I'm drawing out partially now to despite you for no reason. Plugs. I do another podcast called Nerds Eye View. Uh, if you go to the, the website right now, nevpodcast.com, you will see that on our most recent episode, we did a double review of two films out in theaters right now. Uh, one of them called The Raid 2, Berendal. Yep. Great film. The second one called Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Yep. Also great. Uh, so please give that episode a listen, nebpodcast.com. It's uh, myself, Matthew Esposito, Jordan Scott. We get Adam Cleese to join us. Uh, he's a good friend, uh, a friend of the friend of the this show. Yes. And uh, he was from back in the days when I used to run the old network at Cyprus. College. Our own Greendale. Yeah, our own Greendale. Back when the, the origins of uh, Benson's Boombox. Yeah. Well, Crazy. yeah. Crazy times. Yeah. Uh, so please give that a listen. And our next episode, next week, we're going to be reviewing Under the Skin. Huh? Which is where ScarJo is an alien, you tell She's me? She's an alien. And this is not Limitless 2? It's not. That's not Lucy. Okay. Uh, so please uh, give that a listen. Yeah. Uh, I also would like to talk about a comic called oh, yeah. The Shrouded City. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, written by Nathan Schultz, drawn by Amy Watson. Uh, it's been described as a cross between Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Lethal Weapon, with a little bit more Cthulhu yeah. thrown in. Uh, so Three great things. That's a It's a good comic. Yeah. I like it a lot. This is the second issue coming out uh, this month. It's already out. You can buy it online. Yep. If you just go to BenviewNetwork.com slash comic, yep. you'll go, it'll take you straight to their personal website. Uh, where you can buy the first issue, you can buy the second issue, you can buy a t-shirt, yeah. the little design from the comic. Good stuff. And uh, if you're going to go to, what is it, WonderCon? Yeah. In, uh, what it's April 18th to the 20th? Correct. Um, at least part of the time, uh, Nathan Schultz uh, uh, will be there. Yeah. And he can sign your comic for you. Yeah. And you can buy Track it live from him. Yeah, in the uh, flesh. That'll be really cool. Yeah. So please do that and check that out. That's the Shrouded City, BenviewNetwork.com slash comic. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I do some podcasts as well. Do you? Yeah, they're on BenviewNetwork.com. What's that? Uh, it's a cool website you should go to every day. Uh, it, I do some shows on there like Popsicles, which is about pop culture. Uh, Matt and Breno's Wrestling Show, which is about wrestling. We just uh, we uh, released a new episode recently. Check that out. And we're going to have some big thoughts on WrestleMania coming soon there. Big, big things happen this year. Um, so check that out. Uh, check out Benson's Boombox, which is on hiatus right now, but will we'll soon to be triumphantly returning. Uh, that sentence got away from me. Uh, but you can get all those on BenviewNetwork.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. You can follow this show on Twitter at ShutUpLenPod, and uh, you can uh, email us if you got any questions or comments at ShutUpLeonardPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you should do stuff to us on iTunes. You should uh, write a review, uh, rate us, subscribe to us. Uh, all those things help us out. Uh, you write a review, you'll get a shout-out on the show, which I don't know if we mentioned this already, but shout-out to PersonMan44. Which I know is the handle of of one of the uh, night Tim. Was, it is Tim's handle. I hope. I know it's Tim. I know their names. I'm not. <laughs> I know their names in real life, 
I, I don't know which one corresponds to which uh, online persona. I'm sorry to say, guys. But uh, Person Man 44, which is either Tim or uh, Van... Oh, it's French. I can't pronounce that last name. Or Mark I thought, Bolton. I thought French was your specialty. Yeah, but it's like I got to see it in front of me. Okay. <laughs> but they wrote us a review, which was... Uh, or one of them did, which was, which was very cool of them. Uh, so, yeah. If you... Uh, if, if you write a review on iTunes, I will mention the iTunes name. I can't guarantee that I will connect it to your real name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and I'll be on their show, their next show, yeah. their next episode. So check that out. Yeah, That's, that's also on uh, BenVNetwork.com. That'll drop on, I don't know, they drop Sunday or Monday. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be, re- I'll be recording it Sunday. Yeah. Behind the scenes here. Uh, Inside podcast. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that'll be fun. That's uh, Nightwing. Oh, and if you're interested in the Shroud City, I think there were some vague plans to have him on some point in the future. You should be listening to Nightwing Les Parker all the time, is the point. That's the lesson we've learned in this moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Shut up, Leonard. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.